Thanks for listening to the New Life Church Cersei podcast. Before we get into a great message from Pastor Kevin today, we want to let you know if you would like to give to what God is doing here in Cersei, you can go online to newlifechurch.tv slash giving. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at NLC Cersei. During this time of self-isolation and quarantine due to COVID-19, we're having services online. You can join us Sunday mornings at 1030 on Facebook and YouTube or Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Now, let's prepare our hearts and hear a great message from Pastor Kevin. Hey, New Life. So good to be with you this morning. I am so thankful for this opportunity, man, to have the technology where we can come right to your home. And so, as Craig has already said, this is not the way we want to do church, but I'm certainly thankful that we even have this option to be able to have some form of worship with you. Um, I know we've been saying this every day um, as we've come to you on Facebook Live, but we really miss you. Um, All of our introverts are so happy right now that they don't have to talk to anybody. But man, if you're an extrovert, this time right now is so hard on you, but um, we're so thankful for you. So thanks for worshiping with us this morning. So thankful for this incredible worship team that we have. There's not a week that goes by. I don't thank God for them. Uh, but today I've got something in my heart that I want to I talk to you about. And I've been wanting to talk about this for a while now, but it seems like right now is such a timely uh, place uh, with everything that's going on for me to just talk about this, okay? And so I want to talk about rest. I'm not just talking about taking a nap. I'm talking about deep spiritual rest. The feedback that I've been getting from you from people who follow us and reach out to us is a vibe of anxiety. We've talked a lot about it this week. We'll probably continue to talk a little bit about it as the weeks go on. People are just trying to wrap their minds around um, how they feel about what's going on. So people are speaking in a way that they don't normally speak. They're anxious, fearful, worried, concerned, all those synonyms that go along with that. But today I want to talk to you about, about rest. And so I want to take you first to 3 John chapter 2, and I'm going to read this from the ESV, but it says, Beloved, I pray that all may go well with you. And he says that you may be in good health. But he ends with this really great line. This This is what jumped out to me when I was studying this. He says, as it goes well with your soul. Okay? So meaning this, he says, I want everything to go well with you, and that you'll be healthy as it goes well with your soul. And I really think this is a unique scripture because what John is doing is he is giving us a direct correlation between our health and the condition of our soul. And he's putting the two together in a a very uh, spectacular way that causes us to go, wait a minute, there's some revelation in this. So is it possible to have complete order on the inside and or or to have complete order on the outside, meaning that we're organized, we have the whitest smile, we wear the best fitting clothes, all the while having complete disorder on, on the inside. I think we would all say yes to that. So we know how to front, we know how to act, we know how to present. And all of, the, all, all of those are things that we've been conditioned to do over these years is to present well. But on the inside, the condition of the soul 
That's what I want to talk about today. You can only be as well as you are on the inside. So when we talk about health, we talk about being happy, we talk about living out this season by faith and not being full of fear, all that comes from the condition of the soul. Psalm 103.1 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise His holy name. All my inmost being, that is your soul. The Bible uses a lot of words to describe this component of us. He, he uses words like heart, mind, intellect, conscience, emotions, the will, all of that to describe the inmost being. And Solomon asks a hard question when it's related to rest. And he tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 22, he says, What does a man get? for all the toil and anxious striving in which he labors. All his days, his work is pain and grief. Even at night, his mind does not rest. See, some of you are there right now. I mean, maybe you're enjoying your kids being home. You're enjoying some family time. You're enjoying a break in your normal root routine. Some of you are not. But when everything's quiet, it kind of stillness reveals the condition of, of the soul. And a restless soul searches, but it never really finds. St. Augustine once said, You, God, have made us for Yourself, and our soul is restless until it finds rest in You. And I'm going to echo that this morning. That the reason some of you are restless is because you haven't put your rest in God. You're looking for answers to bring you rest the news to get better, to bring you rest. To get that phone call from your boss that says, hey, you're still with us, to give you rest. Now, are those things comforting? Yes. But our rest, deep, soulful rest, can only be found in one place, and that's the Father. This describes so many people right now. People are worried about the economy. They're anxious about what the next month at home is going to be like. Maybe their sleep is very shallow. And you're praying over your lottery tickets right now. And I know you are because I've seen you. But I love this definition of, of stress, okay? I want you to hear this today. It says, A feeling experienced when a person perceives that life has exceeded their resources. Man, there's a lot of folks feeling that right now. And may, maybe you're watching this and you're part of our church or you're not part of our church. But you are Definitely in, in this place where you feel like life has exceeded your resources and your soul is not at rest. In other words, this definition says it's all too much. I can't take another news story. I can't take another day of isolation. I can't take another day of fear. I can't take it. It's all way too much for me to bear. It's because your soul is not at rest. Do you know that stress physically alters our, our brains. Stress impacts how we learn. It impacts how we make choices and decisions. It clouds our judgment. Stress impacts our sleep. It stops our bodies from rejuvenating at night. Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 3 says, Too much activity will give you restless dreams. And that word activity means the, the, the thought, the racing thoughts, just so much activity going on makes my dreams restless. And again, some of you are there today. 
In Luke 21, verse 34, the Amplified Bible says this, Take heed to yourselves and be on guard. Test your hearts. Be overburdened and depressed with the headache and nausea of self-indulgence and drunkenness and worldly worries and cares that pertain to, to this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a trap. All right? He's saying the cares of this world, the anxieties of the world, man, they come on us like a trap. It can be scary. Listen, no man, no woman, no dream vacation, no good news, no purchase, no amount of money can rest the soul, right? Matthew chapter 16, verse 26 says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but you lost your soul? We always preach this in the context of losing your soul eternally. But what if there was another angle? What if there are people who are listening this morning, they're watching, or people you are married to, or people you're friends with who have already lost their soul, and it has nothing to do with an eternal state? What if they're in this life and they've lost their soul? But their soul is so restless. So what's the remedy? Well, I'm glad Jesus gives us a piece of that in Matthew 11. Verse 28, He says, Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out? Then come to Me. Get away with Me, and you'll recover your life, He says. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with Me, He says. Work with Me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unformed rhythm of grace. He goes on to say, I won't lay anything heavy on you or put anything ill-fitting upon you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely. And here's my favorite part, and lightly. I'm doing my best right now to live light, to not give too much weight to things that cause my soul to be distressed. I believe we're using wisdom right now. I believe what we're doing with this temporary isolation is, is wise, but I'm not letting it cause distress on my soul. I want to live light because I'm following Jesus. There's a great story that I want to pull some points from this morning. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 17 and verse 1. If you want to go there, or you want to follow us on version. It says, Now Elijah said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Okay? So here's the first thing that rest does for you. It gives you confidence. Elijah was rested, and he said, There's nothing going to happen here until I say it's going to happen. When our soul is at rest, our confidence is not in the news or the surroundings or anything that we can put into our hands. It is simply the fact that we are in Christ. And that's where that strength comes from. And I think some of you may need to revisit that this morning, is to let your soul find rest again, knowing that you are in Christ. So at this point in Elijah's life, he's full of God. And you can tell by this text, he's loaded with confidence when he says, at my word. And when we are rested, when we are full, we do everything with more confidence. So if you remember the story of Elijah, there's this time in his life that I think is so comparable to where we are right now. 
And that is the Lord commands him to go to this brook called Cherith. And it's kind of like a forced time of rest. Like God is calling him back to it to reset his life. And this was not somebody um, who was off to the sidelines when it came to doing amazing things. Elijah is doing some incredible things for God. But God looks down at his soul and he decides he needs a time of rest. So he calls him to this brook. And during this time, he feeds him with birds and he just has this, this creek to drink from, this, this brook. And it's a time of isolation for him. And so I can't help. I'm, I'm so tempted to do a parallel with that story and where we are. Is this coronavirus, this, our story right now is causing us to force rest, to isolation. And this could be an incredible time for us to reset for us to listen to our own thoughts for a while, for us to meditate and pray and think on Scripture and journal and do some things that you haven't done in a while, maybe to read and to absorb God's Word like, like you've never done. So my second thing here is this. I believe everyone has a brook Cherith, And I believe a lot of us are at that brook right now. Man, you were burning the candle at both ends two weeks ago. You know, some of you are, are just road warriors. Your job requires you just go and go and go. And maybe now that pace is a little bit slower. Your kids are not, are not at school. They're wanting mom. They're wanting dad. And so you are trying to slow your pace. It's a brook. It's Cherith. And we all have that. And this is a great opportunity for us to seize this moment, to put glue back into our families, to revisit What's our identity as a family and so on? God designed your body and your soul to revolve around rest. For some, it's a hobby. Maybe golf or hunting or restoring cars or cooking. For some, it's exercise. You love crossfitting and you love marathons. And for some of you, it's reading. You, you escape into a story that's not yours. For some, it's travel. You love going to the city or the mountains or the beach. For some, it's personal care. You love massages and manicures and pedicures. Your, your body responds, your soul responds to those times of rest. But right now, that may all look different. Your time of rest may look nothing like what you're, you're used to. Maybe it has to be more reading and more reflecting and more inner work and more listening to your thoughts. Everyone has a brook where they rest, and I always believe that God brings it to us. I believe any rest in this life comes from the Father. David said in Psalm 32, 7, you are my hiding place. I love that. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. There are several scriptures that communicate God singing over us. The image is really this. It would be like a mother holding a child closely against her and singing over that baby. That's the imagery that he's trying to cast in our mind is saying, this is how the Father sees us. He has brought us into himself. He says, come to me. I want, I want to give you rest. And he sings over us songs of deliverance. Deliverance from what? Deliverance from all these things. 
All these ties that bind, all this fear, all this anxiety. As followers of Jesus, we don't have to live our lives by that. So in uncertain times, we all need to maintain a position of soulful rest. This doesn't mean that we're denying facts. It doesn't mean that we're being naive. It just means that I'm living from a greater reality that God has everything in control. And my soul is at rest. My mind may read a story and know it's true. My own doctor has has given me insight and I believe he's accurate. But my soul is at rest. So let me give you just two ways to put your soul back into rest. The first one is to resist the temptation to generate an answer. You don't have to make sense of all this. I don't have to make sense of all this. I don't even have to over-spiritualize it and say that, you know, this is something God has done or God has allowed or God. You, you, don't, you don't have to bring your theology in, into this. It is what it is. It's part of our lives right right now. And, but we can still have a soul that's very much at, at peace. So don't, don't try to generate an answer and resolve. The second thing would be to reframe your life with the Word of God. Be sure you're getting the Word into your spirit right now. Kevin, what does that even mean? Well, it means this, to be to have thankfulness, to have appreciation. David and I talked to you Wednesday about being so focused on something that you can't even see the obvious. You can't even see the good things going on in our lives because we're so focused on the bad thing. So let's broaden our, our perspective. Let's open our eyes back into the faith filled world that we live in, that God is still doing great things. Good things are still happening. We have so much to be thankful for, so much to appreciate the Father for. So reframe your your life with that. In 1 Kings 17, he says, and after a while, the brook dried up because there had been no rain. Here's the thing about our brook. Okay, Here's the thing about our experience right now in isolation. Here's the thing about this forced time of rest. You can't stay there. It's going to end. This virus is going to stop. We're going to get a hold of it. The the brilliant minds that we have in this world are going to figure out an answer, and we're going to return to normal. So embrace the time you have at the brook because it's going to end. Our kids are going to go back to school. Our lives are going to resume. We're going to open these doors and fill this building again with hundreds of people. It's going to happen. But right now in this solitude is an opportunity for us to find soulful rest again. And some of you are there right now. You need to refuel. You need to rejuvenate. We can't stay at, at a brook. Okay, so let me end with this challenge today, okay? Rest allows us to get back out there and do something for the kingdom. If we're not careful, rest becomes laziness. There are so many hurting people right now, and we have an opportunity to be Christ followers to them, to show kindness, to do good deeds, to do great things all under the banner of His name. So don't forget that. Don't get so caught up again in what's happening that we forget opportunities around us every day to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. If you look in verse 8, God moved him forward. There was a widow who needed a miracle. 
He said, listen, this brook is about to dry up. You've had your time of rest, and now I'm going to move you on to help other people. That's going to happen. Okay, the church will be the church. Let me just pray over you this morning. God, I love you. I thank you for everybody right now who's watching this video. And I pray for every soul that's not at rest. Lord, for those that are weary, maybe they're tired right now because last night was just so filled with anxiety. Um, God, I pray that the peace of God would flood our homes, that we would feel it in a very tangible way right now on this Sunday morning. So I pray for peace. I pray for a soul that is full of rest. I pray that we would come to you and that our hearts would be full of courage. And right now, as many of us are at a brook, that maybe we didn't volunteer for, we take this very special moment in this season to just be in your presence, to surrender, to be blessed by you, to be rejuvenated, so that when the world returns to normalcy, we will be ready to be a stronger follower of Jesus. And because of that, a stronger church. Thank you for this moment we've had together. Bless our church, our community of faith. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We love you.